Well, it uh, might have been hard to escape that this is the Queen's Jubilee weekend. You know, there's been the trooping of the colour and a royal fly past, a service of thanksgiving in St Paul's Cathedral, horse racing at Epsom and a concert in the Mall, not to mention Linfield Village Day, of course. The Queen, with mobility issues and an element of discomfort, hasn't been able to attend them all. And at 96, is not able to do all she might perhaps like. But if you were queen or king for the day, I wonder where you would go and how you would use your power and authority. What difference would you make in the world? Perhaps that's something we can share when we have our tea and coffee or our picnic later. I guess at that time, you might say that you would seek peace between the nations. Others might say that they would seek to ensure all in the realm were fed or a permanent roof was over everyone's head. Some might do a little, and others do a lot. For some, they may feel that the responsibility might be too great. And again, others may choose to abuse the trust that had been placed upon them. But of course, that question of what you would choose to do might seem pointless. None of us will be the monarch, and even Elizabeth II doesn't truly have the ability to uh, simply make a, a sweeping command and bring that into being. It, it won't necessarily be enacted. And yet there is something about this day, about Pentecost, which says, actually, we believers do have power. We have immense power. We have the power of God come upon us that we can live and serve him and be his presence. The king of kings and lords of lords chooses to pour out their Holy Spirit upon their people, the church. On the day of Pentecost and on every day since, when a believer has committed themselves to be a follower of Jesus, the Spirit is poured upon them and marks them as a changed person, one who is now adopted into God's royal family. And so we are led to go God's way and move in his power. 
to do what the king of kings desires. In Jerusalem, the tongues of languages from all over the known world were symbolic of the fact that there is no barrier to who can receive the Spirit. Those in the crowd recognize this as they think of the places they come from and how whether they had been born a Jew or a Gentile from a land near or incredibly far away, there were tongues that they could comprehend. And Peter's explanation of this drawing on the prophet Joel, which itself had been given hundreds of years earlier by the Holy Spirit, spoke to them. The Spirit had been given to individual people throughout history to equip them for a role or a purpose, to apply wisdom or perform an act that would reveal something of God. But now something new had happened. What was new was that every believer of Jesus would have the Spirit present in them throughout their life. It would always dwell there within them, setting them apart and equipping them to be the people of God, filling them anew, male and female, young and old, whatever our position in society, even on my servants, Joel said, we'll, we'll all have a spiritual element in our life. Visions and dreams and prophecy may come as individual gifts are given. Words and tongue might be understood in a new way, but we become shaped in a godly dimension. And the gifts we receive empower and equip the church in the growth of the kingdom. We are disciples in the world, and it is our role to see the kingdom grow. We are blessed by the Spirit for a purpose. Pentecost and the coming of the Spirit filling our lives enables the church to not just be individuals, individuals of faith even, individuals who gather as his people, but we become God's presence in the world. We are to act in the way God requires, to bring his vision of what the earth should be. And that means we are to speak and act on matters of justice. If we understand that those on earth should be fed and have accommodation, if those are the things we would do if we were king or queen, then that is what we should be doing even though we're not king or queen, we're in that royal family. We are equipped by the Spirit to do that. So what are you doing to change things? The answer, hopefully, is not nothing. With faith, mountains can be moved. 
with faith, the impossible becomes possible. God's kingdom will grow, but we must pray and act. Because of the way our unwritten constitution works in this country, the monarch doesn't have that ability to tell the government what to do. And yet, the Queen has this regular audience with the Prime Minister. And one wonders what has been shared in private between Queen Elizabeth II and all those that have held high office since Winston Churchill to Boris Johnson. Those words will remain somewhat of a mystery. But we are likewise equipped to speak to those in authority. We all have the ability to write and talk with our MPs, to challenge them on government action and inaction, on the ways they vote and the ways they don't vote. We have the power to hold them to account. And with email and social media, it's perhaps easier than ever to reach out and tell our MPs and the government ministers what we think as people who have been blessed by the Spirit and called by God to see his kingdom come. And with pressure, they may change in ways that reflect more truthfully of God. I don't know whether you watched on Friday the act of worship in St. Paul's Cathedral and how within there, um, before the service began, um, the Duke and Duchess of Sussex, Harry and Meghan, were taken to their seats as a way that honoured them as individuals. And the TV commentator said, nothing happens by chance. It was clearly the Queen's doing that this arrangement had been made. And likewise, we might think that Justin Welby and Her Majesty may have communicated about the choice of Bible passage for the Prime Minister to read. If you missed it, it was a few verses from Philippians 4, known for that line, whatever is true, whatever is honourable continues to say, think about these things. It spoke into the role of the crown, the role of the queen, but also surreptitiously of the crown servant who was reading, and it speaks to us too. The spirit challenges us to pray and act reflecting God's peace and reflecting God's ways. Our queen is regularly seen to be a woman of faith and of love and of humor, as evidenced by Paddington Bear last night, and of service. 
on her 21st birthday, five years before accession to the throne, Elizabeth had, in a radio broadcast, pledged herself to a life of service, whether it be long or short. We have been blessed with that length of faithful service or her being still in the saddle, as the Archbishop of York referred to it on Friday. Empowered by the Holy Spirit, let us likewise, whatever our age and whether it be a time that is long or short, be a life of service that we continue to lead. Not for our own benefit, not for the benefit of one single land, but for God's purpose. May we be filled by the Spirit that we may ever seek to follow the Lord and to see the growth of his ways. May his kingdom come upon the earth. Amen.